Hi, everybody. It's us. It's you. It's the shed. It's Buddy. It's a sunny day. We're going to talk about stuff. There's a change of pace, hey? Yeah. Come along. It's going to be fun. Here we go. Can't wait. We got a lot on the agenda today. I got my new doctor and I'm his little project and he's going, you know, let's, uh, let's look at everything happening and we'll, you know, triage. And so the skin came up and, uh, he said, uh, I see you haven't seen your skin doctor since what, mm, checks notes, 2016. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's right. Not since Trump got elected. So he, he prescribed for me some Enstelar spray, you know. Can you Cal- just Cal- it, like calcipotriol, of course. Dip tank? Can you and, just have a bathtub for And then it? it's got your, uh, <laughs> it's got your topical steroids. You know how much one of those spray bottles costs? $183.76. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. 125, 60 grams. Is that what you pay is 125? That's what I pay. Ooh, yeah. That so, probably means worth about 500 bucks. Right. So, I Jeez. mean, I've, I've got a, a mom and pop a pocket, a pharmacy. Apothecary. Yeah, I got a mom and pop apothecary yeah, because, just down the street, and uh, they're cheaper than London Drugs. But then I thought, well, I better check because now I'm paying 125 bucks for a spray bottle. I better check with Costco. And so I did uh, walk up to the window with Costco, and they were pretty good. They, you know, they they were busy, and they said, okay, oh, you need a price check, yeah. So I got to do one, two, three, and yeah, that that stuff's 110 bucks from Costco. Oh, 120, 125 from Mom and, and Pop. pop. Yeah, think of the. Think you could of, buy a T-shirt while you were there too. Think of mom and pop's children. Yeah, That's the way of the world skin. So I went to mom and pop just to get a different one recently. So I'll stick with mom and pop except for the big items. Well, yeah. and that's the thing. Also, is he has to what fax the prescription to Costco pharmacy, right? Yeah, and it is fun too that they are still stuck on faxing. They actually fax crap back and forth. Yes, they do. Yeah. I mean, there's probably still pigeons out back in the coop just in case in case fax machine goes down. Yeah, because some you know. places don't accept fax. <laughs> they haven't converted yet. That's right. Jeez. Skinny. Change doctors. I'm going to have to change doctors because I've taken to going to the emergency care because I can't wait two weeks for the things that come up. Uh. You know, like, yeah, yeah. When you get a new doctor, they're new to the province usually. Yeah. And so my guy, we had some guests come to town on Tuesday, which was when I was supposed to do my appointment. So I just go online and next thing you know, I'm booked in for Thursday. Yeah. New doctors are generally all excited. You know, they're, maybe they're not that long out of medical school and you know, it's like, oh boy, you know, yeah. he seems to be viewing me as a good project, not a, oh man, I got another old man. I suppose I have to accept the old man, but <laughs> Yeah. My doctor now, you can only text. You can't even email. There's not a website. She, she's in her own office, so you can just text. So I say, yeah. I need a, a blood requisition. Well, you'll have to make an appointment. Yeah, I think that's the way it is, yeah. Well, I just, no, no, for, just send me a, just send me the blood thing. It's just for hemoglobin. Uh, you'll have to make an appointment. Yeah. So, and it, it might not be their choice either. I think it's the provincial standards. Well, I think that I think they don't necessarily get paid. Yeah, they they got to make a living. Yeah, yeah, and if they get paid for the phone call, right? Yeah. And it was nine o'clock in the morning. I think, oh, this is her morning for phone calls, so she's gone over, and she probably wants to just get rid of me real quick. And that's exactly what she did. I'm sure she said, "What can I do for you?" And I think, you know, <laughs> what did you say? You could, you could try harder. Well, yeah. 
Anyway, and she says, okay, yeah, we'll do that. And she said, uh, oh, I see your uh, vitamin D was low last time. And I'm thinking, we've already talked about that. She said, and I can't, I thought it was give me a prescription, but you don't need a prescription for vitamin D. She said, I can't ask for a blood test for vitamin D. That has to come through a specialist, which mm. I thought was. Yeah, I guess so. Well, that's an odd thing to say. But it's, it is it's odd. Not like odd what? to say. It's odd for the province to require it. Yeah. Well, it's also odd to just suddenly decide. Like, so if you sampled 100 old guys, how many of their vitamin D levels would be low? And how many times would that be any kind of meaningful issue? Oh. Like, take a pill. Well, so, no. With me, it was. Because it was very low. And uh, my... Well, her degree is in um, diabetes management. Mm-hmm. Although I went to her for... I think a bone scan issue, like my doctor thought it was like osteoporosis or it's on the verge of osteoporosis. So I go to this specialist and she's a diabetic manager. She looked at my vitamin D and so I got on this, I just took, I, I got a bottle of vitamin D and I was thought I was supposed to take three drops of it, but you're supposed to take 20 drops. So the oh, next right. time I had a blood test, my vitamin D was way down and I knew exactly why I, I figured it all out. So I opted, but she said, so she, she's looking at an old Life Labs little form, says, oh, red flag on the vitamin D here. Mm-hmm. And there's no indication that she's already talked to me about that. Like, right. There's yeah. a whole bunch of stuff that I wish the system, it just had your synopsis of the patient just come up like that. Right. As, you know, yes. But it doesn't work like that. But that said, that's on her too. Like they, I think a good doctor has methods of knowing what they have and how yeah. to talk to you about. And they all go, oh, well, let me see now. You know, they all have to kind of bring it back by looking at the notes. But I think it is true. I think they can. Because, you know, I, I mentioned I don't go to my doctor because it's inconvenient and way too long a wait time. So I go to these, you know, <laughs> go to a merge or an urgent care thing. And my doctor gets wind of it somehow. Mm-hmm. So they do have access to what is happening in my health life. Usually they ask you when you show up at any of those places, who's your family? Yeah, they do. But, but that means I'm there's some saying. sort of alert, right? They, yeah, they, 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 get, the sent. they get sent the, yeah. any results and notes from those. Yeah. yeah, so they have all that stuff. So they do have the ability to know. But that's a point-to-point send. Like that's, you got mm. service there, they'll send it over to them probably fax it. This is not them having this wonderful yeah. profile summary. I don't know. I but mean, I tell you, I got a profile summary on any list and I swear by that. But because you got your any list open and when they ask you, what what are they going to ask you? What medications are you on? Ah, okay. There it is under that category in any list. Uh, got all my meds. Okay. Well, oh, I yeah. see you have a problem with kidney stones, don't you? How long has it been? Ah, oh, down to the kidney stones section. It's just all there, right? Mm. Highly recommend it. Mm. Only you, RJ. <laughs> <laughs> Problem with both you guys is uh, not you guys, your situations. Jeez. Problem with your situations, not you personally. I don't want to make this about you. I you know, want to make not it a, about it's your not a personal failing on your parts. It's not that you're idiots. Don't, don't misunderstand. It's not that you're the authors of your own pending demise. I don't even think I'll go there. No. The problem with your situations is that you have a doctor. And so if your doctors aren't good, I think it's hard for you to apply to get a new doctor, right? Because anytime you, I put myself on two different waiting lists and one of the key questions is, do you already have a doctor? And the answer is no. But I think when you say, yeah, I have a doctor, um, and then in the comments, but they're lousy, 
they're just going to, oh, problem patient, I don't want this one. Or maybe the province even, maybe the college of physicians and surgeons says, don't take on a new one. Let's just keep the shitty doctors busy and get, you know. (laughs) It's an old boys club thing. Well, it's like a union too. And it's the same thing. If you say, well, my doctor told me eating raw frogs was the way to go. They will never say, you need to get rid of that doctor. He or she is obviously an idiot. They will always just say, oh, well, that is one treatment. I think we're going to go ahead and put you on antibiotics. You know, they, yeah, yeah. they don't ever sell the other doctor down the road, ever. Well, I've had them do, I've had them say, I think that doctor's wrong. No, I don't think yeah, I but it's But you're right. I mean, they have to be careful about that kind of stuff. I think I just had a rogue hospitalist, you know, the hospital doctor that comes around for the rounds. He was one of those rare guys who's highly opinionated uh, yeah. um, and, and loves kind of talking it, you know, countering, fighting the man. Turns think, out he was probably wrong in his opinion. Ooh, but, yeah. So maybe it isn't as rare as I think. I don't think my doctor's a bad doctor. Right. It's just lately. Well, it's just, I, I think it is the system. And that I get pissed off at her because, but I don't think it's, I think she's locked in. I think I'm in the same position. My doctor isn't terrible, but he is very harried most of the time. And I think it's probably pretty hard for him to not wish I would go somewhere else because he knows I don't live locally. He also knows I'm an old guy and this whole business is only going to get more rather than less. And he's my age. He's getting tired. He wants... He wants young, fresh, healthy patients. He encourage him to retire then. You'll you'll be able to get on a waiting list. <laughs> and there's a whole flood of new doctors coming in right now, so now's the time. Yeah. But yeah. I was thinking about the uh, Canadian medical system, and it is geared. Like I, was, I w- had a echocardiogram just three days ago, and I'm sitting in front of the Diamond building down at BGH looking at the other buildings, and I think this whole system is set up for us. Yeah, there's a lot. We are older and getting sicker and weaker and things are breaking and stuff. And it is set up for us. Mm. I mean, I I sometimes wonder if doctors really don't like their old patients. Like, I mean, I'm sure it's probably easier with younger ones, but but their job is to kind of, oh, well, let's manage this one, right? Yeah, I I think... For me, the impression I often have, and it's probably because I imagine myself in their position, I mean, when I cast my mind back to when I was 40, say, you know, six years ago, I find myself really, there's no chance I could have imagined any of this stuff. Yeah. I have no chance I was really imagining. I, I tended to have a more negative view of what the state of my health would be in my 50s than it actually was. But still, nevertheless, you can't really imagine at that age imagine getting up every day and finding some new weird thing going on that you got to get dealt with you know like what am i'm not doing anything wrong like i'm not being naughty i'm not i why is it well it's because you're getting old and the guys who are treating you they tend i believe they do tend to think in the privacy of their minds look dude you're getting old this stuff's gonna happen yeah we're not gonna be able to make it all go away so I'm going to give you whatever I think. I'm not saying they don't try to really solve the problem. In fact, in some cases, they try way too hard. But I just sort of think they they tend to write off a lot of effort they could make against the fact that you're simply old. Yeah, I mean, you might be right. It sounds like you're ascribing all that without evidence. Yeah, right? absolutely, I am. Yes, yeah. that's a fair statement. I'm. I. It's an. Well, it's just like KJ said. It's an emotional thing. You know, you start mm. thinking things. Yeah, but you just said forty. And with me, I swear it was 60. 
Like I, well, I yeah. didn't think it would be. It's like climate change. It's yeah. it's coming yeah. on way faster than yeah, yeah. right. Like it, uh, I'm thinking, holy shit! In my in the last since our last podcast, I've been consumed with things that deal with health. I mean, it's sort of preventive maintenance and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But it seems that a lot of my waking hours are I'm doing something that. Yeah. That I didn't do seven yeah. years ago. You know, there's always like six things going on, right? Yeah. For me anyway. I don't think I got six, but I got a couple for sure. Mm. So we did our uh, state of the uh, world a uh, few episodes back. Mm-hmm. And uh, for listeners, it'll maybe be six episodes back. I don't really know. But you can you can just Google wildfire map. That's the one. Oh, okay. Yeah, wildfire map. And what you get is NASA's wildfire map. Oh, nice. And oh, think, yeah. Yeah, and and most of South Africa is burning. Oh. Yeah, okay. I, I can't remember that. who told me that, really. I certainly have had trouble. I go, BC wildfire, and the site is not terribly friendly to start with, mm-hmm. right? Like the government site. and I went to the one that's in Bowen Ma's email, and mm. you can zoom right in on, in my case, Burnaby. And then you can scroll forward and back to see what their projections for smoke are. That's oh, wow. pretty, it's kind of useful. I'm not sure how accurate it is really at the city level. Yeah, yeah, but, no, no, that uh, is useful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's good. That is cool. Yeah, anyway, that map's pretty spectacular. So I put it in the show notes and I'll put it again in the show notes for today oh, where cool. you can look at what fires are happening all over the world. It's mm-hmm. NASA, you know, and then it's all colorized, right? I suspect it must make it look worse than it is because there's a large portion of Africa that it's all orange. So it makes it look like the entire, every square meter of, or square kilometer is on fire, you know, and I'm sure it's not that, but well, it's just amazing how much is on fire in the world right now. It's, I always think, oh, well, Canada is one of the bad ones. Maybe U.S. This is everywhere, right? Uh, South America, all over the place. And all that's going right into the atmosphere. It's just a vicious cycle now at yeah, this point, it's right? it's just yeah. snowball, snowball, snowball. Yeah. We're doomed. But then when the ash falls, I think I think if the ash gets shoveled under, then it's carbon storage, right? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Maybe. Whereas ash, the carbon's gone by well, then? I think the only way for the ash to go is for us to inhale it, fill our lungs up with it, die and get buried, and then... It's been... We are carbon sinks. Yes, we are carbon sinks. Yeah. Hey, should we do some listener mail? Hey, uh, well, let's get I back think we to should. listener mail. <laughs> okay, now, uh, about 18 months back, we posted on our site a video of David Peterson that his wife took. It's a pleasant little video where he's in a shed... And oh, that was re- so long. In New Brunswick, yeah. And he's reading. Yeah, and, and his his wife or his partner took it. Yep. And then it, uh, he unfortunately passed away. Yep. I'd say about six months after that. So we put a little yep. thank you to Peter as an honorary shed dog. And uh, so we got a listener mail on that from, t- from Towing NYC. So I don't know, you know, if this is yet another one of those spam ones that just randomly grabs sites. Yeah. But I know maybe we know someone who's in the towing business in New York City. Nice. Uh, says, I like it. Uh, it just says, on so long, David, I appreciate you sharing this. Which sounded like, you know, because it was kind of a memorial to him. Right? Yeah. 
So anyway, we do, it's a mystery. We don't know if that's a spammer or an actual. Well, that's very cool. I mean, it might be somebody who knew him. Yeah. Like an out of work actor. Yeah. Driving a tow truck in, in New, New York, York City. City. <laughs> well, that's kind of cool. And that was. I missed that one. Way that's... more than 18 months, I think. It was a long. Yeah. It's more know. like three years. Yeah. How long have we been doing this? Five. Really? In February? We better figure out our five year mark then. Yeah, because we have a long track record of gala celebrations. Well, I think five years is <laughs> is pretty important. Maybe it'll match up with um, the 200th episode. Jeez, well, yeah, it might. Because yeah. didn't we start in February of 2018? I thought we did. I'm sure you could probably just look on the computer right in now. In which so. case, the five came and went, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Marco is a wiener. Is that? How? Yes. I, I thought, I looked at it. I thought, what is that a reference to? <laughs> and so I, uh, well, it's, uh, I listened to the episode. It, it's rather fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Marco has no wiener. Yeah. Oh, right, right. And I misspelled wiener. And, you know, I did it late at night and I typed in W-E-I-N-E-R, right? And, uh, and it underlined it as misspelled. And I'm going, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I Googled it and I came up with this one website and it was Merriam-Webster and it goes Wiener. And it, it's basically, you can use that spelling, mm. but it's not generally correct. So it's W-I-E-N-E-R, I before E except after C. But I spelled it wrong, W-E-I-N-E-R. And it turns out that... I was just going to say, you know, there's the Illuminati, right? Well, the ignorante, we really appreciate you fighting the fight because if enough people misspell it, it'll become correct and that'd be great. Uh, yeah. And I mean, in the, in my search of how to spell it correctly, it turns out that it, it's the Germans call it Wienerwürzchen. And what that means is a small sausage Viennese. A Vienna person with a small sausage is the way I read it, but it's a small, <laughs> it's a small Vienna sausage. And I think they're like poking fun. Yeah. And so what do you think the Viennese call them? Oh yeah. Um, I, yeah. Frankfurters. Okay. Right. So they, it's, it's one of those situations where the Germans call it a Viennese, a Wiener, the, uh, Austrians call it a Frankfurter. And over here, we've been oblivious to this little barb flying back and forth for about and it's not unlike years. the term mongoloid yeah like, like yeah, yeah. the mongols apparently they call them caucasoids is that right yeah and so it's just one of those things right fascinating Jeez. yeah not in my tribe you don't <laughs> that's right <laughs> nancy from new westminster nancy on episode 161 weather wardrobe in that episode, that was when uh, Lee talked about her days right, as a weather girl right. and her wardrobe. Anyway, Nancy says, hey, dogs, man, time seems to be spinning by faster than I can keep up. I'm four episodes behind, but doing my best to keep up. Before aspartame came along, I was a diehard Pepsi gal. Then I discovered Diet Coke and Coke Zero, which I actually like quite a bit. And then the soda stream came along and I no longer buy pop. Either of you guys had soda streams? I have had it. Uh, it never at all seemed worth all of it to me. But mm, Yeah, yeah. I think it's a thing. I think it's going out of favor now. 
but it was kind of a hipster thing or you got room in your kitchen and yeah. the next thing you know, you buy one of those. Yeah. Like a, a you know, battery powered wine opener. Yeah. And you're going, I can save. <laughs> Who needs it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Or a, a power carving knife that we all had in the sixties, yeah. right? Oh, I still yeah. use it. Yeah. <laughs> I still got one. And you got to plug it into the wall. Yeah. And it goes, <laughs> it's awesome. It's really fun to use. I wish I knew how to sharpen it. But I heard that the soda streams, you know, they, you save a little bit of money on pop, but they really get you on the cost of CO2 cartridges. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, she says, and then the soda stream came along and I no longer buy pop. Okay. Once in a blue moon, I'll buy a diet or zero Coke, but I love the soda stream. I don't use any of those flavors that you can get because I'm trying to keep sugar out of my diet along with aspartame. And good timing too, it appears that the World Health Organization is issuing a statement that aspartame used in diet sodas will reportedly be listed as possibly carcinogenic to humans. Of course, it doesn't say how much you have to consume, but we are probably better off without it. And finally, I'm sitting here with bated breath waiting to see your t-shirt design. PJ, how's your progress on that? Uh, difficult, difficult. We uh, did send it out to a number of focus groups for feedback. It's been conflicting. We have like three competing designs that are roughly equal in popularity. Well, we can't afford to produce t-shirts in three different designs. Mm-hmm. We can't. So we're a little stuck. I, I was going to go coin flip, but I felt that there would be pushback from the uh, board if Probably. I selected on the basis of a coin flip. Go small and subtle, but at the end of the day, if you want to get something to done, you got to override just do it. Yes. And listeners, of course, you all know that the true answer is nothing has been done. Know why? Because I'm supposed to be doing it. So I haven't done anything. And uh, Portugal's two weeks away. Captain Bob from Saskatoon says about episode 165, The Time Traveler, in which listeners Captain Bob himself is the time traveler. He says, it was a great honor to join three incredibly gifted confreres in conference. I sound a bit like RJ's, PJ's, and KJ's laugh track, as they are very funny guys. Was I equalized to sound like a goober, or is that my real voice? (laughs) Just wondering. XO. Yeah, for future guests, that is what we do. There is a particular setting in Sound Studio. You know, you can increase the bass, and you can cap out, or you can just select goober. (laughs) It's the goober filter. (laughs) It works works like a lot, Dan. I believe it's called the goober (laughs) pass-through. Thanks, Captain Bob. That was uh, one of our favorite ever episodes, just being there talking and listening to it afterwards. Yeah, it really was. No offense to all our other guests, and uh, no limits on future guests, but that was great. Lee from Courtney on the same episode. Hi, dogs. It was great to hear Rob from Saskatoon as a guest on your show. Loved his voice. There you go. There you go. So hey, that, that's Bob. nice. That's actually well and done. She's got a thing for goober voices, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> she says, kind of, she says, kind of a combination of Bob and Doug McKenzie with a little Jeff Bridges in the mix. I thought that was quite good. Too. That's good. And he knew such obscure, well, to me, interesting stuff, like how certain rail cars are pressurized. As a former Saskatoonian myself, I can agree with Rob that Saskatoon is truly a lovely city. Gord Downey of the Tragically Hip didn't write Paris of the Prairies about it for nothing. And if I was ever to live in Saskatchewan again, it's where I'd want to be. But sadly, as Rob noted, there are just so many people who have such extremist yet narrow views about so many things in society. 
refugees, racism, LGBTQ, vaccinations, and so on. It's one reason why we have seriously curtailed what used to be our annual visits back each summer. Rob said that many of the folks he worked with are really nice people, but they have such awful views on so many things. I would disagree with him to an extent on that. People who think horrible things about specific groups in society aren't people I'd actually consider nice. And I have little interest in trying to converse with those who consider fuck Trudeau an intelligent point to make. I mean, there's there's a lot to be said for Lee's point of view there. Yes. Great note. Great note. Yeah. Anywho, she says, <laughs> on to a couple of other things from the show. I was just blown away that PJ's daughter's iPhone just booted up and worked after being underwater for three weeks. <laughs> me too. Yeah, me too. It's just amazing. I had no idea that was possible. About 10 years ago, my old iPhone quit working and I took it to the Telus office here. It was a work phone and that's who handled our corporate contract. The guy's response was, well, it likely got wet. And I said that it might have had rain on it, but that would have been about the extent of getting wet. And he said, yeah, that could do it. And just as an aside, Lee and others, even the modern Apple products, but definitely the old ones, had a little strip inside them that the moment it got wet, it changed color. And then the moment that they'd see the changed color, they would decline the uh, warranty. I didn't. I think you told me that and I forgot all about it. Yeah. And I mean, I've had experience with one of my first iPod touches. I decided to rinse it under a sink. And I, I thought that I'd be missing the all whole- the entry ports. The entry ports. And no, it just shut down and I was done with that one. And huh. Hannah had her iPhone out in the rain and a heavy rainstorm. It just came on all of a sudden and it got wet and it shut down. And she brought it home to our place and we did the bowl of rice. Mm. 24 hours later, it just fired right up and yeah. it worked fine. Anyway, she says, now there's yet one more person who could benefit from listening to the Shed Dogs podcast to find out how things in the world really work. Yeah. We have the definitive truth here. The other truths you hear from people, questionable. Ours, live and die, baby. <laughs> nice note, Lee. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Cap and Bob heads back in time again. New comment on episode 64, Shamba Dogs. Jeez, that's a while back. Yeah, that was in which- That was another uh, great episode, though. I got to say. Haley from North Vancouver related her experience at Shambhala. Yeah. Which was an awesome episode. Highly recommended listeners, episode 64. Anyway, Cap'n Bob says, so much fun. My memory bank is full. Thank you, PJ, RJ, and really, HJ. <laughs> nice. KJ gets a little short shrift there. Yeah. But uh, HJ, for sure, yeah. That'd, that'd be Haley J, yes. God damn <laughs> Sorry, <me>. KJ. <laughs> Was I even here? Well, Bob will send a really heavily apologetic note. <laughs> That's after, right. Sometime Bob. about a year and a half, two years from now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Captain Bob from Saskatoon on the second episode, 166, The Portraitfication of Captain Bob. We figured out how to use the portrait mode in an iPhone. That's why that title That's right. came and to his, that. His uh, letter to us has three words in it. Worst guest ever. <laughs> just, just completely. I don't even know what he's talking about. Or I don't think he must really think that. I hope not. Cause no. just completely not. I don't think so. Funny though. This is one of those spam ones. It's from Legato de Rocky. There you go. On episode one, RJ has a chocolate. Very thoughtful blog. There you go. Thoughtful. Thanks Rocky. Thoughtful is spelled 
T-H-O-U-G-H-H-T-F-U-L. <laughs> anyway, thanks a lot, Legato Duraki. And finally, new comment on episode 167, Marco has no wiener, misspelled. So that was just posted like, that just came up yesterday, didn't it? 9.38 a.m. today. Today. So this Lee of Courtney. It's hot off the presses. Hi, dogs. Great, fast-paced show. And even though the check-in on the world's state of affairs was not one of your usual chuckle fests, it needs to be done. It's depressing, but we can't just look away. As PJ said, passivity is what's got us in the climate and other messed up areas already. In response to another of PJ's comments that he thought that governments are not doing an adequate job of representing what the people want, I think that really depends. People, generally, are pretty self-focused and say all kinds of things should happen. But when it comes to actually affecting them personally, stopping them from doing something, infringing on their feelings of entitlement, and so on, it tends to shift. And the guy in the recent U.S. Republican candidates debate, Vivek Ramaswamy, who was seen to have been the best, is a rabid climate change denier, and he's very popular, so dot, dot, dot. KJ, did you watch the uh, debates? Oh, no, I started. I t- recorded it, but and then I even I didn't even get to the highlights afterwards. But I dig the name, mm-hmm. and uh, fascinating that he is up in the polls. Well, from the debate, but he is also a person of color in the Republican Party. Yeah. I mean, of course, there's Tim Scott is running for president too, but yeah. But it's, uh, I just find that fascinating in the world. That, I do, but I, I think that social conservatives are absolutely fine with all races one-on-one. You see it all the time, like old grumpy old white men talking to their buddy at work who's of some foreign country and has a strong accent. I see that all the time. I think it's more in the generalization sense that you see. Yeah. So you're saying that's the root of the, some of my best friends are. Oh, it totally whatever. is. Like, Absolutely. You're talking to someone of some other color and you're talking about a topic. The next thing you know, you're only thinking about the topic, right? Yeah. You got nothing. Nothing in your mind is racist in the least. You're just having a good engaged conversation. But somehow you can't make the leap. It's only when you're thinking about all those welfare bums that came over from Mexico. But you meet someone from Mexico who's, you know, he plays you a little flamenco meter or whatever, you know, whatever he does. It's a human being and you're going, this is a cool person, right? I got to think though that the 40% base that is the MAGA base is more racist than not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it uh, just surprises me that he's running. Yeah. And is quite excited about running. Like racism, it's very simplistic to think, okay, if you're in the 1960s in Alabama and a black person comes up and talks to you and you're a white person, a normal, at the time normal, conservative you're going to kind of like being, well, boy, you know, you're mm-hmm. going to treat them below you. That's true. I think most people are fine with people. And I, I think they would be fine with even having a spouse if they, you know, the people like that you expect to be racist, like the base, for example, mm-hmm. that on a one-to-one basis, they're probably fine. In fact, there was that whole, that whole thing about the uh, black guy that went to the, uh, KKK, he just went to a meeting and started talking to the head and they just had a great conversation. They're just chatting, right? Like it's the, the beliefs are that, oh, black people are lazy. Those are the kind of racist belief they have. Is Thomas here lazy that I'm talking to? That's a whole different thing. Like one-on-one. 
They got to be good friends, by the way. I'm just thinking that if your perception of a racist is somebody who, who hates black people or indigenous people or a sexist that thinks women are dumb or whatever, I, I, I think it's more like as a class, right? Not as individuals. I don't know if that's, is that no great insight? Yes and no. I think in those situations, that person of color is automatically facing an obstacle in that conversation, that one-on-one conversation. They automatically, even in that one-on-one contest, they start out behind the eight ball Hmm. and then they prove themselves. So, oh, okay, you're one of the good ones. That's right. got to be true. What you're saying, if if people have a general belief as a yeah as that's a what whole, I, that on average, let's say black people are lazy, is their thing, right? Yeah, that that is what I'm saying. Yeah. And then and then then if they're conversing with a black person about something, um, especially if it's uh, transactional, like yeah, they're they're behind a counter or something, and they're already coming in with a bad attitude in general. Yeah, that's true. But it allows you to retain your belief that in general, this guy's an exception. And I won't talk to many more guys like this, maybe three in the next year. So I can preserve my belief that guys like this, that is this person of that color, are lazy, are untrustworthy, are whatever, right? They just never seem to make the leap. The, the leap to generalize seems to only be negative. It doesn't seem to be positive, right? No, that's not true. A lot of people will say Chinese people are smart. So there's, there's some generalizations. That's, that a, are that's a pretty good answer, actually. Yeah. yeah. Part of it's because that whole, some of my best friends are the left wing, the far left wing people really react to that. They hate it. Oh, that's so racist. What are you talking about? No, it isn't. It's a defense of racism. <laughs> yeah, but it's a good thing to say, right? Yeah. It's a defense of and racism. That, okay. That tells me that some of your best friends are X tells me that you're definitely dealing with them as humans. Your best friends you're dealing with as humans completely. Like you're not sitting there thinking, I like this guy. If only he wasn't black. It's just not happening, right? You probably are saying, I like this guy, but I wish he was a little more active. Kind of lazy. I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. (laughs) I don't know either. Because I'm thinking about myself, I guess, and I I have quite the probability to be conservative socially. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't know. So, And I'm I'm just thinking about how you'll have a whole transaction conversation, and you walk away, you go, oh, yeah, that woman was Indian and was a woman. Yeah. And it just wasn't like on your mind at all throughout the whole thing, right? Oh man, don't get me started about racialized. You've heard that term, right? I've heard it, but now that you challenge me sort of, (laughs) I don't really think I know what it means. Well, I I think I know what it's meant to mean. What does it, what it's somehow racialized means they've had something done to them. Like it's meant to mean uh, just a, what we used to call an ethnic person or a minority or a or a person of race, a person of color, or, or they've been, they're racialized. And so it's used in mainstream news services. This is part of the whole, the whole kind of, and how is it used? Um, it's anytime you're talking about someone of race, they'll say a, a racialized person. So what, what is that? Sounds like you had an ingredient added. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It sounds like they've had something done to them. It's yeah. a, it's a little reminder, right? Are you sure? Or yep. is it somebody who has gone from, uh, let's say, emulating white person behaviors to really leaning heavily into their ethnicity and cultural background. Like somebody who has become sensitized to issues that their ethnic group is, is struggling with 
and decides that they are going to identify much more openly and strongly as part of that group. Are they what's called racialized? I, I really could just, be. You could be right. Just don't know what that. But I've like. seen it in contexts that seem to mean just the race. Yeah, in other just, words, just not white. Yeah, racialized would mean not white in that context. But because these okay. words, okay, because these words are there's no central encyclopedia definitive that everyone uses. Yeah. they morph anyway. And someone might just casually use it as a non term to mean non-white, whereas it might actually mean what you were saying. Am I only halfway through this letter? Oh, I think I'm almost done here. RJ mentioned having been on a walk along the West Dyke in Richmond and mulling about flood insurance for, for people living there. Friends of ours live there right now, and their insurance does not cover overland flooding, which of course is exactly what the flooding from the rising waters would be. I think it's pretty tough to get earthquake insurance in Richmond for the flood component. Lee continues. PJ is going to Portugal. Excellent. Six friends of ours, three different couples, have all been there in the past year. All different trips, one involving kayaking from Porto to somewhere, (laughs) and another involving lots of food and wine and sightseeing. They all just loved it, so I'll bet you will too. And interestingly, it's crazily easy for a foreigner, like we Canadians, to buy a place there and just move. Yeah. So check those real estate listings while you're there, PJ. <laughs> so listeners, you can bet I will be checking those real, because we're going to all kinds of small little, you know, you start thinking, huh, what would it cost to buy a house in this little hamlet here? Yeah, yeah. And I will be looking. I was very interested to read that note. Yeah, everybody who goes to Portugal thinks it's an amazing yeah. place. Yeah. And I got to say, I just have not been... Because I'm so ignorant about really basically Portugal, you know, if you talk about Germany or Italy. If if you haven't been there, you're ignorant, except for maybe, you know, that Columbus got funded out of there. Yeah. Well, Vasco da Gama. Have you been boning up on your Portuguese? I sure have. Nice. Bom dia. Oi, bom dia. Good day? Yeah, it means, hey, good day. Okay. And they go obrigado. It's pretty similar to Questo the other. obrigado, tanta mucho, que can eat at carousel. <laughs> yeah, I know Portuguese. What does that even mean? That's all from the Beatles album. Oh. And they just. They just, uh, they just threw a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I've been doing uh, the Duolingo basic Portuguese, but it's just basically, it's really similar. Like milk is leite, mm, beer right. is, be- is cerveza. Oh, water okay. is agua. Like they're, they're all Spanish quite, and Portuguese, very similar, yeah, but key differences but different. as well. Right? Pronunciation is quite different. Mm. And there are some structural differences, I think. Do they lisp their S's like the Castilians? No, no, they don't. <laughs> and when you're in a big group like that, I guess the, you, you have a couple of days at either end where you're just being a tourist. Yeah, we'll do five days at the Lisbon end, Lisbon to Porto, take a train. Yeah. And six days at the other end, we're going to rent a car drive around we'll go That'll see be great that's sangres we you and dale me and dale dale of north vancouver not a listener yeah. you guys have had good luck on your excursions like when you yeah. went to germany and stuff like that and that is listener mail and thanks listeners terrific mail so listeners kj's shown us his progress on his abstract art project that we mentioned at well possibly several episodes ago. We put a video in it at the beginning of uh, the Marco Has No Wiener episode. And here now we get to see his progress to date. Oh, this is a new one. Oh my goodness. Nice. Oh, 
Oh, beautiful. Huh? Now, That's that is lovely. Pretty good. What point are we at? We're getting close. 90%? Perhaps. In projects, they say that the last 10% takes about the same time as the first 90. Well, perhaps. I mean, if- I'm dying to see. We just talked about how far along it is towards completion. Okay. I'm dying to see a compare with the model. This is awesome, KJ, because this is the first time that I realized it's not abstract art. It looks abstract well, to me. Well, it's impressionist slash abstract, but I didn't realize What's there's it? a lake there. There's a sky. There's a sun. There's a sun. You can see the sun there. You can see the clouds. You can see the field in front of the lake. Mr. KJ. What's fun about this? Come on. I'm dying here. I'm dying. Oh, that is a river. Look at that. And there's the industrial stuff on the other side of the river. And Wait, there's a little island there. Is that Napoleon? There's... You guys, is he commanding an army? I want you, you to look Europe in there. Look at the twenty-five percent markup from the bottom. That is a river. I'm telling you. You've been sleeping well lately, RJ. I've been hanging out down by the Fraser. I, I bet, and it appears to have made an and, impression. And, <laughs> that's right. Oh and you see that one sun up there, right? Peeking through. So, well, okay, KJ, tell me, tell tell me how I'm wrong. I don't know if you remember, but in that the video that you posted on Marco has no wiener. Sorry, Marco, wherever you are, um, not a listener. You'll there's a little stretch in that uh, time lapse where I'd go yes, and that's right here. Okay, nice. And if you look at that point, if you look at that, it looks like trees on the other side of a lake. Okay. A la Bob Ross. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean. yeah. And my whole MO on this little stretch was to o- obliterate that, to get that whole idea off the canvas. Okay. So I... Well, well it I looks industrial now. I scunched the trees, but I don't... You don't want that to be a river. I don't want that. Oh. I am so sorry. How about the original artist? Uh, oh, did I sit... I, I've sent you the yeah, picture. Yeah, but, but I haven't I? looked at it since. And I don't think... Yeah, I don't think you get any... I don't think you get water. But what do artists always like to say? I've been the beholder. Yeah, or or you you know whenever I'm musicians, what do you mean by that? Well, it's if that's what, what you you're, think it means. Yeah, if know, that's what you're seeing, then that's uh, what it is. Like, yeah, aren't <laughs> you? You're not that guy. You're going. No, I want you to realize what I'm painting here. Um. Then do I ask myself, have I failed? Have I failed oh, no, to? I'm so sorry. No, so, not at all. All those it's hours. It's a challenge. All those hours, and RJ just comes in and squishes it. Here's what I would think if I, you know, not what I would think, but what most people would think is if, if it's if RJ thinks it's one thing and it's not, then it's probably <laughs> I'm happy with it because ah, he's got such a kind of a his mind zags when everybody else zags. So I'll stop being an ass and just say. I saw all the stuff you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It okay. is, you, you can see that, but that is not what struck my eye. I didn't immediately think, oh, there's a picture of a sunset over a lake with trees. Oh. Not even close. Look at those I waves had none of that across. until you started doing it. <laughs> Look at those little rocks sticking up. And so the then I started thinking uh, back to my remarks, my cynical remarks. We talked about this before when I asked KJ, I didn't know when I said it that he was doing a copy of a thing, but I asked him. Have you already worked up the spiel that imparts all kinds of crazy, deep meaning to all of this stuff? That's right. You know, regardless of anything. Instead, you did it. <laughs> so he should be thanking um, you rather than Sorry, is this all. the sun yeah, you're referring to? that is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Listeners will be posting this picture. If we can figure out how to do a survey, 
I'd love to do one. We want to hear from you. Oh, but the water's Is this a portrait of a river or not? (laughs) The water's polluted? Yeah, because he's already put once. You can't unsee it, right? Ah. So you need to have listeners look at the picture and think whatever thoughts they're going to think before they hear your thoughts. I got to say it's lovely, though. I really well, like it's it. Great piece of work. I mean, hold, I would like to review the original because the the goal here was to recreate uh, an original, right? Is it still the that was? Is it still the goal? Uh, yep, yep. Okay, yep. Okay. And Susan was the one who commissioned this piece. Of yep. Work. yep. I've yet to see any upfront payment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might want to collect before you do the reveal there, just in case. And I know we talked about this, but I love how you painted right around the uh, side of the yeah. canvas. Does oh, it, I'm getting there. Yeah, but so there's some stuff there, yeah. Thanks, Skinny. Way more than I could do. I uh, that. And it's a creamsicle orange. I just love that color. Uh, and I'll, I'll even go further. Like, you've heard me just go on and on about abstract art. doesn't mean I dislike it all. It means no. I dislike the false, the creation of a false narrative of what the hell it's supposed to right. be. Right. Would you say... That's good, though. I like it. Would you say that your perspective on art has changed in the last five to ten years no. in general? No, I would say no, not. Okay. But I like that because it's just visually interesting. You can imagine all kinds of stuff that yeah. may or may not really be present there or intentional there. And to me, that's what abstract art is about. It is the eye of the beholder. It is the perception of the individual. But that very fact goes against the idea that it can be worth millions and millions of dollars, in my mind at least. I don't know. I was looking at a Picasso and... uh it was very abstract and kind of weird and everything. And then you read the fine print and it's based on an existing painting from, I don't know, 1870 or something. You look at that existing painting and it's one of those classic old paintings from the late 1800s. That's highly craftsman, very precise, beautiful colors, trees, a couple lying languorously on the grass, maybe a picnic basket, all that kind of detail. Yeah, Yeah. And you look back at the Picasso and it's actually all there. Yeah. You go, oh, and when he painted it, a lot of people, that painting was probably famous. Yeah. And a lot of people would have gone, oh, okay, that's. Yeah. Uh, See, and that is cool to me. That to me is cooler because that's like a cover of a song, right? You can still recognize the song, but it's unique. It's, the cover yeah. is unique and yeah. personalized yeah. to that artist. That So that's the pitch you make. If she feels this is not faithful to the original, you say it's a cover. Well, I'm going to say some viewers even brought up Picasso when they saw it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Some dogs. Excellent. Some dogs. <laughs> That's fun. Nice one. All right. Excellent. And here we are at the end. Wasn't that kind of a nice soft landing to get you here? You didn't get your neck broken by a sudden segue from just mm-hmm. chatting along friendly way to it's over. We, we think about you. We're on your side. We're on your team. That's why you listen to us, because we think about you all the time. We hope you're thinking about us, but not that much. We hope you're having fun. We hope this episode was fun, because once again, we enjoyed ourselves. And more than anything, we hope you're taking care of yourselves and that we hear from you again. Thanks. See ya.